Welcome in another episode of The Lion's Den. I'm Tom Hackett. That's Spencer Warren, who you will hear shortly. Fun show for you. We're going to talk RSL memories. Go down memory lane, reminisce on some of the finer times, uh, either watching the club from the comfort of your couch or being in, uh, in Rio Tinto Stadium, um, as well as some other fun, interesting. The NWSL has come out, Spenno, and they've said when they plan on returning, will Major League Soccer follow suit? We can discuss that and more along the way. Firstly, how are you, sir? I'm great. I'm drinking a pint of vodka, and uh, that's the way uh, it's going. Uh, now that I'm just joking. That's Spenno, Sprite. this is a KSL Sports production. It's a Sprite. It's, a, it's an icy Sprite. I'm just joking. So, all right, soda pop. Let's talk fizzy drink, as we call it back in the homeland. Uh, your go-to is? Uh, Coke Zero. You sick and twisted human. No sugar, man. I'm already fat enough as it is. Can you see that? Look, that's why I've got a beard. It's actually very, very short beard, Tom. It's shorter than yours. It's How many chins are you working with, Spenno? I've got at least three underneath here. At least... Can we get you down to two so you can just shave that beard? I think you'd be a handsome fella. You'd be a handsome no. chap with that beard. No, off. no, goodness, no. If anything, we need to grow the beard up. See less of my face. Uh, but yeah, uh, great start to the podcast. Well uh, done. Welcome in. I hope you're really bored like we are. No, I'm glad for you that you're able to join us. Uh, but Tom, yes. you've seen something about the uh, NWSL. They are coming back when? Yeah, so the this NWSL. used to me. I, I, this came out within, you know, the hour, and we're we're recording. It's five fifteen Wednesday evening. So the NWSL Speno, according to reports, um, and you can find this story on kslsports.com, The great Trevor Allen wrote it. Um, they're targeting a June twenty seventh to start their season, according to reports, which isn't that far off. Speno, what's that like? Uh, Two and a half months? Yeah, a couple of months. Which uh, is exciting, I mean, I guess. Including a preseason or a maybe a shortened version. But uh, and we were just, you know, I'll say this, you know, Bundesliga has just come out today in Germany to say that they are not going to be coming back. Or stadiums won't be open until throughout the whole month of, well, until September. September 1st is when they'll review that. So... I mean, they're, they're well ahead. I mean, these these this is a, a, a league in a country that is what was well prepared. They have their tests. They have their testing kits. There's players that are training in small groups uh, in the Bundesliga right now. So they are able to train, um, as I said, in small groups, but not at home like we're seeing a lot of content throughout the rest of Europe. Um, you know, doing live yoga sessions on, on their feeds, their Facebook and, and their Twitter feeds, Instagram. So that really does surprise me. Um, is that behind closed doors? I don't know uh, for the NWSL. Uh, it has very to be. interested. Very interested. But if it is that close, Tom, then the Major League Soccer has got to be pretty close. I, I don't know. I, I, that's, that kind of surprised me. Well, okay. So it's worth noting, Spenno, that uh, this report is according to a fellow by the name of Stephen Goff. He, uh, he works for the Washington mm-hmm. Post. And uh, he states that the June 27th target date is very tentative. So um, they're hoping. Now, I will say, and another Mr. story. Mr. Goff is legit, by the way. He's a, he's a legit uh, journalist. So, there you go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Washington Post, very well-established, prominent 
um, publication, been around for a while. So we trust him. Now, uh, in other news, kind of relating to that subject, um, another article on kslsports.com, Spenno, that you can read is, is, uh, is one that discusses Dr. Anthony Fauci, of course, the director of National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, um, who's, I guess, been kind of thrown in the limelight the last, rather thrown in the spotlight, I should say, the last handful of weeks um, as he kind of briefs America from the White House regarding the coronavirus. But he, he just recently came out and said that there is a way for sports to return faster than what people may have originally thought, which is, again, more, more promising news from a sports standpoint in general. He, um, now, he obviously condones the empty stadiums, no spectators. I, don't, I, don't, I have no idea when we're going to be seeing spectators in, in seats. It, you know what's going to be interesting, Spenno, is you know, we, lo- we love to go to, to cover RSL. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, you work for the radio station that, uh, that owns the rights to them. Uh, I work for KSL Sports, like to, like to go to the games and, and, uh, and, and watch the, the chats run around. Mm-hmm. I imagine you're going to be able to go, right, because you're on the air. But, but are other media members allowed to go? I mean, what's going to happen, do you think? Yeah, that's kind of an interesting one. I, I suppose we should get uh, Matty, uh, Matt Gash on the, uh, the horn and, and get him involved. Uh, these would be good questions for him. Uh, but I would assume if, if, if we're going to be able to um, uh, broadcast these, that you think that Brian Dunseth and, and DJ will be on TV, obviously, because we'll need to be able to watch it as well for the guys at home that won't have access to radio. Um, you know, that Bill Riley, myself, and, and Lauren and Jay for, for, for the radio stuff, and obviously the, uh, the Spanish speaking radio, but the written media, well, I guess you could be spread out across the, uh, the media room there. The, we could uh, be spread the, out across the entire stadium. Yeah, There's going to be no the spectators. Inst- exactly. So you might be able to get, take your pick. I mean, my first choice, if it's still a little bit nippy in the air, is to, to get that foot heating on in the in the media room and keep your feet uh, nice and warm and, and chuck the other ones out but you know that's up to you man you're yeah. australian they'll, they'll be scared of you yeah yeah I, I'm, an, I'm an intimidating human you really are i mean you got the, the glasses goggles. exactly these Absolutely. goggles will burn a hole oh through like, your soul i'm struggling right now to have like a proper podcast with you and look at you i can't even look you in the eye i know daunting i'm oh, yeah. that intimidating um well i like the sound of that you may you may I, that may be the first time i've ever heard that from anybody <laughs> um, which i appreciate nonetheless but uh, no, absolutely yeah anyway moving forward hey spino i'm 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 curious um you've been around the club for quite some time since 2007 yeah since 2007 properly. Watched my first game 2006, but first, but like really properly involved with the club 2007. And the first season, the inaugural season was what, 2005? Yeah. So you were around the second season? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so again, you've been around the club for some time. I I haven't. Um, I've been following them since 2012, but I must admit, kind of when I first came to Utah, I hadn't. I didn't go to many football games, many RSL games. I'd follow them on the television here and there when they were on, uh, simply because I love the game. 
Um, but it's been since, I'd say 2016, so four years since I've been really invested, following along, enjoying what I've been seeing. And um, I just thought it'd be a really fun topic of conversation that, that could last a while of, of some of our favorite memories. And I'm more interested in, in, in your thought here because, mm-hmm. and, and by the way, when I say this, you're not allowed to respond with, 2000 and 2009 MLS Cup. You're not allowed to do it. <laughs> okay, all right. All because right. that's everybody's favourite. Like, it, like, was, it was fun, though. I mean, I'll be honest. That's, I mean, the, I was, that's the pinnacle. I was stood right behind uh, Brandon Steinecker. Of, really? Uh, formerly of the used and now of... Uh, what's his band now? I can't yeah, remember. I forget. He's the one that basically started... I like their music though. But Believe, he, uh, I think, isn't the name the RSL? Yeah, yeah, he did the RSL chant. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was, I was there with with him, and uh, yeah, we had we had a we had a cracking old time. I ended up about four or five rows down, up, you know, when that penalty went in from uh, Doctor Robbie Rogers, and uh, much to his amusement. You fell? What do you you fell down the stairs? No, I kind of leaked over the top and tried to crowd surf. But, you know. Spino, is that the Liverpool fan in you coming out? It, it was a little bit of that. You thought you were in the cop? <laughs> no, not on the cop, but, you know, I, I was, he's, wait, he's with Rancid. That's it, Rancid. Oh, that's... Uh, but, yeah, no, it was, it, was a good old, it was a good old time in where we were. So, uh, yeah. No. Okay, all right, all right, so I get it. You, so... you, you want my, my favourite memories. Well, I have a couple. Yeah, yeah, please, just shoot them out and, and we'll talk about them. And, and a lot of these, right, if, if, if they're longer than four years ago, Spenno, then I'm going to have questions. And I think this is going to be a fascinating conversation, kind of give some of the old school fans a chance to reminisce, some of the new school fans to, to learn more about the history of the club. I, I just, I see this being a fun conversation. Well, I mean, the first one that springs to mind is, it wasn't a fun result, was the Champions League losing to, to Monterey. It wasn't a... That wasn't a fun time, and, and God bless uh, Andy Williams for stopping by for an on-field interview. Um, he's the only one that fancied giving an interview at that time, so uh, I was absolutely grateful for, for him doing that. The clearest memory I have of that game, that final, was with Trey Fitzgerald, uh, former PR director for Real Salt Lake. We love now, Trey. Now with uh, FC uh, Pinsgale South Alden over in Austria, and uh, that's something else we can talk about maybe in another podcast the fan-owned club that he's uh, part of now. Um, but we were tr- in, in Champions League, we weren't allowed to do sideline interviews. Uh, so it was a bit different than Major League Soccer. So I wasn't allowed to be down there and grab players. And uh, me and Trey were like, oh, come on, let's just do it anyway. So Trey was like just trying to keep the UEFA people away from me. Not UEFA, the uh, Champions League, CONCACAF people away from me. And um, I started interviewing Jeff Kassar at halftime because he was the halftime coach back in the day as the assistant coach. And uh, they interrupted us mid-interview and told us to get out. And Jeff was just like, oh, all right, whatever. And just walked off down the tunnel and he goes, oh, so I'll see you later. Trey lost his mind. I won't use word for word uh, what he said to the uh, CONCACAF officials. But it was one of the funniest tirades I've ever heard. And Why? It just, Why did he lose his mind? Because he's trying to grow the great game. He's trying to get interviews and get you know 
TV interviews and radio interviews, you know, of, of different, it was different than Major League Soccer, right? It wasn't, it was a final, one of the biggest finals, probably for stature wise, probably bigger than, than the MLS Cup, in my opinion, because it puts you on the map as the first American team to win the UEFA, uh, sorry, to win the CONCACAF Champions League, beating a Mexican team. That really puts your league, your, your, your country and your league um, in the spotlight in North America. And, um, you know, he was just, just he was so passionate. And, and we know Trey, he's, he's super passionate about Salt Lake, about Major League Soccer. And, and he loves him. <laughs> it's to, to a fault. Oh, but I love him goodness. dearly. But oh, I love brilliant. him as well. He is. Isn't he brilliant? He's brilliant, and he's he's infectious about it because oh. if he can if he can turn a conversation around that's major league soccer to or uh, about other, another league. If he got an opportunity again in to swing it towards major league soccer or Real Salt Lake, he was an absolute master at it, and that's why he stayed in the league for so long and why he's he's doing really well for himself again. So uh, that was the first and foremost. Anyway, we, we got chucked out. We got chucked off the sideline. <laughs> Uh, in the the Champions League uh, final against Monterey, and you know the rest is history, and, and uh, but it kind of sucked. I'm still not quite over it. Um, and then the other one was um, Champions League again, uh, 2010. It was the last group game against Cruz Azul, so another Mexican team, and the noise that came out of Rio Tinto Stadium was I don't I've not, and this is 2010, so I, I've not heard. The stadium as loud now obviously part and parcel of that is the the um, Mexican fans the Cruz fans that were there as well that made the atmosphere even better but a 3-1 victory at home against uh, Cruz Azul uh, off the charts uh, I would love to have seen the uh, the noise levels at Rio Tinto the, on that that night uh, back in 2010 so those those two that just jump, jump out immediately so you've gone cha- you've gone Champions League yeah those over... are my favorite games really yeah, they've, they've always been my favourite games. Even the ones that against, and people still moan about them, Arabi uh, Umido, um, they just flopping, uh, diving. Um, Where were they from? Panama. Ah. So they, I think they started diving and time-wasting after about three minutes into the game. Honestly, the stretcher came on more than it did than substitutions. It was unbelievable. Um, but yeah, so it was one of those games. But I mean, even those, you know, where where they are blatantly playing for time and trying to, to waste as much time and trying to nick a point here or there. Um, it was a two-one victory for Real Salt Lake back then. But um, you know, I still I still look back at those with, with affection. And the reason I love it more is because Real Salt Lake was successful. They were doing really well in the Western Conference. They're always in the playoffs, going in those deep runs, making finals. Um, and you get your reward with Champions League football. It's been scarce. Well, I don't think we've had it for four years now. It's been it's some time. I, yeah, yeah well. 2016, we had that playoff game against um, Tigres. And I think we lost both, uh, both legs. I think, uh, I could be wrong, but we lost both, both legs against Tigres. Right. Uh, in a, in a uh, I guess, a, a playoff to get into the, uh, the Champions League proper. But yeah, it's... I miss those. Those those were the the fun times at Rio Tinto Stadium. They were. Um, I, I've got one that's interesting. It's it's different, unique. I'm sure many people out there probably probably have forgotten about it. To be honest with you, but some of my favourite memories over the last couple of years, but uh, uh, really, whenever 
LAFC comes to town. And I guess it's, it's along the same lines of what you were talking about when it comes to Champions League football and the energy in the, in the stadium and, and the noise that's generated. But I, I, it blows my mind how a club like LAFC, that really is, is new, it's only a couple of years old, has got some of the more, if not the most, passionate fans in the entire league. And when they come to Rio Tinto Stadium... Rio Tinto Stadium isn't full. It hasn't been, I don't think, for a number of years now. Maybe when Zlatan Ibrahimovic comes to town, they, they pack it. But that's about it, right? Maybe Carlos Vela generates a decent amount of, um, of, 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 of fans. But LAFC, the fan base sits up in that corner, right? What is that? Mm-hmm. The east corner. Mm-hmm. Top deck. Top deck. And they are so loud. They're almost louder. And RSL fans are not going to like me for saying this, but it feels like at times I'm I'm in the press box, so I'm on the opposite side of the stage. It honestly feels like the ten thousand odd fans that they bring with them generate more noise and almost more energy than RSL fans. And and I remember just sitting there thinking, this is not only is this absurd, but it it's actually really cool to see. Because it, it tells me the game's growing. And the more passion we have from fans, whether it's RSL fans or opposing teams fans coming to visit, I just think it's good for the game. You know, I think it brings this, this different energy. That Well, they certainly go for 90 minutes. And I think that's what sets them apart, is that they're, they're not just cheering and chanting you know, when things are going well. They're going for the whole, you know, from minute one until injury time. They'll, they'll have a good old sing-song and, and bounce around the, uh, the stand. So... But they're very, also very in consistent. sync. Yes. That's, yes. Yes. And I know we've talked about and this I, on the show. And, and we also, I, we, I mean, we have to make mention that your favorite player is in that team as well, Carlos Vela. So, I, I mean, Carlos. that's why you brought it up, really. It wasn't really about the fans. It's just the fact that you wanted to talk about Carlos Vela. I think he's got another baby on the way. I think he announced that on Twitter. I'm sure you know that. You've probably got that printed and up on your wall. I think he's a wizard. You know that. We don't need to dive into it. RSL <laughs> fans don't care. But that left peg is really, really cool to watch. He, anyway, he, like, everybody knows he's going to his left. They still can't stop it. Uh, he's a very good player. It's, very good player. It's Mo Salah-esque, Svenna. It's Mo Salah-esque. He's, he's, you know what? He's a solid, solid player. And uh, at some point, he's going to win a, an MLS Cup. Yeah, he has to. So another memory of mine, of course, and this, uh, this one's kind of itched in every RSL fan's brain. I imagine it's the, the crane kick, the scissor kick, whatever you want to call it. Demir Krylak, again, against LAFC, um, out there in, in that elimination playoff game. Oh, geez, is that two years ago now? It is, yeah. yeah. And it was a back-and-forth affair. I think Demir ended up with a brace that game, didn't mm-hmm. he? And obviously that crack and assist from, uh, from Brooks Lennon. That one right. that he dug out right by the corner flag and, That's and right. right to uh, wicked to ball. It was a great ball, yeah. Do you think Brooks Lennon will start at Atlanta United this year? Uh, now that Gressel has, has moved on, uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, I think that he's more suited. He won't won't be a uh, a right back. He'll be a He'll right midfielder. So I think that's the plan for him. I hope so. I hope he does well. He's a good kid uh, and. I think, um, you know, I, I, I thought that he might be able to make a go of it right back. But uh, I think it actually, you know, hindered him a lot. 
And when you had Savarino, Corey Baird, uh, and now Jason Ramirez, you know, you've got plenty of players. He, he became expendable, so to speak. And yeah. uh, to pick up the money that Rian Solik did, you know, another tip of the cap to, uh, to Elliot Full uh, for picking up that money and, uh, and running with it. And uh, obviously we've got Jason Ramirez and, and Corey Baird as, as our right uh, wingers now. Yeah. So uh, anyhow, I thought the the scissor kick was that was that was wicked. We were hanging out at a local establishment downtown watching that game. The place erupted. It was that was fun. Now that wasn't at the stadium. I will say um, my last memory, and again, it's a recent one, so I apologise. But is uh, Jefferson Savarino's game winner that came? Boy, ninety third minute and it was a cracking strike against from Atlanta? outside the box against Atlanta was it Atlanta yeah okay yeah no that was I don't know if we were, were we together for that one um, I don't know if we were I don't know if we were I think you were I don't know we well we might have been in the press box last season when we were in the press box you were you were often a few seats down because I don't know they that's kind of where they put us but <laughs> It's probably so that it would actually have some professionalism within that area of true writers and journalists. Yeah, it's probably a good point, but um, <laughs> that was really, really fun. I, I, okay. I, I won't forget that moment for a long, long time. That uh, feeling, kind of sitting there watching that ball kind of just bounce into the back of that onion bag, was, uh, that was enjoyable. What a strike that was. Too. It didn't but, really uh, bounce, did it? It didn't really bounce. It went thump. Yeah, it almost went through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, well, I think we're going to miss Jefferson Savarino more than a, a lot of people maybe think at the minute, Gav. Uh, I think we will for this season uh, as Jason Ramirez, um, you know, beds in. I think Corey Baird is, is going to be solid enough. But I think, you know, if, if the game, if you need something out of nothing, he's certainly a player. Um, that, that you'd want. Now you've got Justin Miriam and uh, Giuseppe Rossi who can provide that. Um, you know, but that, when putting the, the, the team on his shoulders when you need something out of nothing, I, I think we will miss him. We would have missed the $2 million as well if he left for nothing at the end of the season and, and that would hurt uh, yeah. RSL. And, hey. And, yeah, carry on. No, you go. No, no, I'm done now. Sorry. Oh, sorry, I was in, I intruded. Um, did you see Giuseppe Rossi's social media video I put up just the other day? I have not, no. Oh, Spenno. Spenno, stop living under a rock, will you? And get online. Still working, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, you're going to make a paycheck. Hey, so he, he uploaded this video. For everybody that hasn't seen it, I highly recommend. Just go to RSL's Twitter, uh, Twitter handle um, or Twitter page. It's just at RSL, uh, Real Salt Lake. And scroll down, you'll see it. So he's got, um, he must be in his living room or something, but. He's on the hardwood floors. He's in his socks and uh, shorts and a t-shirt. That's his socks? Oh, okay. Uh, thanks for clarifying. Yeah, yeah. Socks. He's not naked. Go easy. And uh, he's, a hair, he's a hairy man. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to. Anyway, um, he's got a tennis ball. Okay. Right, he's got a tennis ball. Let's get back on track. Yeah, yeah. You took me to a place I didn't want to go to. But... Um, He's got a tennis ball, spit it out, Tom, and he drops a tennis ball. He starts juggling this tennis ball. Um, and then he starts kind of like pushing the tennis ball into the ground. Keeps put, Really, really impressive is what I'm trying to get at. Just the skill um, and the touch to be able to – the tech is on it 
was really impressive. All right. I'll go, I'll go watch it. I'll, yeah. I, I, that's the kind of content I, I love. You know what's weird is that he is the one, I follow Giuseppe Rossi, obviously, as you, you know, you follow all solid players that, you know, when they're on your roster. Um, as soon as somebody leaves, I, I unfollow them. They're dead to me. But um, I always miss his posts. Always miss his posts. Who, Rossi? Yeah, Rossi. So I have to go, and I'm like, look, then it'll be like somebody, then you see oh, somebody like this, and I'm like, it was like five hours ago when I missed it. So anyway, I'm not addicted to Twitter or anything like that. You're on it a lot. Um, yeah, sorry. Hey, I've got good news for you. Oh, here we go. I've got some cracking news, son. By the way, I we're, like the way this podcast is going. It's much more like conversational, you know? It's not like short. We are recording that right now, so go careful. We're not off air just chatting and chewing the fat. No, I understand that. I was, oh, I was okay. the one that clicked record, you donkey. But um, so I texted Maddie. <laughs> A good mate, Matt. Mr. Gash. Yeah, Mr. Gash. And um, I've been trying to get some, you know, I've been trying to get some of the players to do some, some digital stuff, you know, whatnot. And I just haven't had much luck. But, you know, I get it. They're, they're pretty busy playing FIFA and they make enough money. They don't want to really deal with, you know, Tom. You know, who, who's Tom? You know, KSL Sports. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Whatever, you know. But our good mate, Elliot Fall. Well, I think we can call him a good mate. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a good chap, and we spent quite a bit of time with him um, after games in the Lions room and all that, and, and we have a good time. And so I'm like, well, why can't we get Elliot on? Yeah, like, 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 surely Elliot's not that busy, Spenno. He's not. Well, have you been texting him? He doesn't respond to me anymore. To be fair, I wouldn't respond to me either. But, right. I mean, well, how often do you text him? I don't text him very often anymore. Oh. I just let him be. I've I've let a lot of people just chill out whilst they're uh, quarantined. Quarantined, you know. It's just like you don't want anyone just bugging you. Really. But I mean, fair play to you for carrying on. Well, yeah, yeah I'm trying to make a paycheck here. And, Bad uh, cop, good cop. Bad shot, cop. Shot. So I texted Maddie. I was like, "What? What are the chances we can get our good mate Elliot Fall um, on the show on the podcast?" And I just got a reply. Oh, and it says, what day would you be looking to do it? So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah. All right. Let's crack on. Next week. Should we, should we, should I see if we can get next week going? Yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. Cause then, got, cause I think the, we've got a lot of questions for Elliot, don't we? And then we've got Friday. There is the media thing with uh, Freddie Warris. So I have yes. a little bit more content to chat about that. Yeah. Um, Are you going to be able to join? Show? Work permitting, absolutely. Spenno, so it's a Zoom call. So you know you can just like have it off in the corner. You don't have to turn on your camera and you can just listen. All right, I can do that. I'd like to be involved though because some of the questions are questionable. Jeez, mm, I've asked a couple. I oh, know, I've heard them. Yeah. Right, anyway, good no, podcast no, no. until I didn't, then. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't actually hear last week, so I couldn't, I couldn't join call. So... Even though I got the invite this time from my good friend Matt, that's uh, good. Yes. So I yeah, there's a small chance I might not be able to make that Zoom call. I, I've got um I've got a golf show um booking Friday morning, but it's up in Ogden, and uh, I don't I don't know if I'll be able to get back in time. I'm hopeful, but that's what I'm saying. Maybe you should try to just at least jump on. If not, I can get the the, the um the Zoom call. They record it so they can send it to me. Um, okay. 
And I, I've noticed the questions on that call, Spenner, were um, <laughs> they're more and more interesting the longer this quarantine goes. You know, like I feel like it's going to get to a point where where we start asking, you know, Freddie, like, <clears throat> so um, as part of your morning routine, um, <laughs> do you do one? Do you do one teaspoon of sugar or two in the morning coffee? Three dry wipes and then a wet wipe. <laughs> like seriously, just feel, that's uh, that's how it feels as though it's gonna go. Like if we do this for much longer, Gatorade or Powerade? <laughs> seriously, what's, what's your favourite colour, Freddie? Yeah, oh, red, red. It's like oh, sweet beard of this. Anywho, um, anyway, carry on. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, Major League Soccer, hoping for a return. Um, I think, Spenner, this is my guess, um, and then we'll let the people be um, and we'll get out of their way. But hopefully you've enjoyed the conversation regardless. It's been very laissez-faire. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, probably I think not, the but... next one, I reckon, that, I reckon, but I reckon we should just start sort of talking about life stories and just stuff because there's only so much RSL content and we're just going to start talking about Australia and Japan and, and your, your history. Well, what I was going to say was I think based on how today's gone. So if you missed it today, the PGA Tour is supposedly going to announce a return to their schedule that'll occur 11th of June. The um, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the director of infectious disease and whatnot, he said that sport, sporting events are going to come back sooner rather than later. And then, of course, the NWSL is, is hoping tentatively to return june 27th so today's been a good day if you're a sports fan it's wednesday we're recording this wednesday april 15th i, I think spenner that net by the time next week rolls around we'll have a fair bit of we'll have a fair bit of news to talk about when it when it comes to whether it's major league soccer other soccer of uh, um leagues around the world i, I just feel like you know we're in this really dark tunnel at the minute, and I think cracks of light are just starting to seep on through. But I could be wrong, and I don't want to jinx it, so you know, I won't go too much further. But it just feels as though we're starting to see a little bit of light. Maybe. I mean, I hope so. I mean, you're connected to the sports world a lot more than I am. That's your day-to-day. That's not my day-to-day. And, uh, you know, I get my... My uh, feel with you, Twitter, whatever, and uh, you know, uh, you know. So you you probably have a little bit more a finger on the pulse about other sports and and, and what's being said because I'm not a huge NFL or huge uh, NBA fan. I watch it, but you know, you, that's your that's your life. You know, golf. Can I can I ask you? Say, like, what's the what 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 sport do you hate the most? I hate. Is it really a sport? Horse racing? Can't stand it. So, like, even, like, during quarantine, if there was horse racing... I wouldn't watch that crap, yeah. No, no, horse racing's horrible. Hmm. Weird. Getting out there. What, what else is there? Is there, like, uh... Do you care for tennis? Yeah, I like tennis. You do. So you'd watch um, just about most sports, but horse racing you can't stand. Yeah, I can't, can't stand. I'm not a massive fan of those, you know, where Americans do their, their um, Americans do their rounded circles. Uh, NASCAR racing. Yeah, that's the, that's the one. I mean, I'll watch it, but it's just like, it's a bit samey, isn't it? Formula One way cooler, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's a, it throws a, it throws you for a loop. Oh, by the way, great movie. I finally watched it, 1917. Great flick. What a great, great, uh, great flick. Had a had a couple of uh, great grandpas that fought on that one. Had a couple oh, wow. that, that stayed home and worked in the uh, ammunition and munitions factories. So the ones wow. that were up north stayed and worked in the, the munitions factories. And then I had a couple of a uh, couple of the great grandpas from the south of England that. Uh, were there for the duration. <coughs> oh, wow. heavy. That was a great film. Great flick if you haven't seen it. I know I'm a bit behind the times. But, uh, yeah, yeah, good flick. That's, um, my, that's my movie review. Watch it. It's great. Okay, so while we're talking about this, because we talked a little bit about Sutherland Till I Die last week on yes. the Netflix show. So I, I, um, I saw on Twitter, I think you were speaking to producer Andy over at the RSL show, about The English Game. Yes. So I, I, I started it. But I'm like halfway through the first episode. I, I kind of got sidetracked. Um, so I haven't gotten into it yet, but you like it. You recommend it. Yeah, it's more of a drama. It's more of a drama, kind of like the development of the game, like the working class versus the upper class and, and the beginnings. I mean, it's probably already, the game's already been around, what, probably seven, eight years at that point. But it's, it's you know, it was predominantly an upper class sport. And, and then obviously... Uh, us uh, heathens got involved in the working uh, class and brought the uh, brought the uh, the tone down but uh, yeah it's kind of more of that it's, it was it was kind of interesting uh, to, to see those kind of characters and where they came from and they weren't supposed to be getting paid but they were getting paid. Mm-hmm. but yeah it's kind of it's kind of an interesting one it's good decent decent and worthwhile uh, watch to, to bide your time whilst you're uh, stuck in uh, quarantine Nice one. Well, Sunderland Till I Die is still one of my favourites. Oh, yeah. That Crazy. is immense. By the way, update. Still slow on the second season, but Maja just left for Bordeaux. Maja, Maja, Maja. <sighs> we need to like, stay updated on what he's doing. He's, he was doing all right in Bordeaux, so uh, hopefully he kicks on. But uh, yeah. He's, he's a see. talent. He's a young talent. But um, anywho, Spano, it's been a treat, as it is always. Hopefully by the time, by next week, we, we are so hopeful. That Elliot Four. Elliot, if you're listening to this, all right, we really liked you, and we just want to have you on the show to <laughs> chew some fat, talk about uh, life, being quarantined and all, and then like you know the first off season you went through as GM because I thought, and I know I'll speak on behalf of Spenno as well, you did a cracking job. Exactly. Cracking job. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, Spent a different episode this week. Uh, I think the quarantine's starting to get to us. And, um, ah, oh dear. Well, yeah, maybe next week we'll talk about more interesting things. But, uh, <laughs> maybe there's no, we're not making any promises. But if we've got Elliot, at least we'll be able to ask him some questions. And, uh, I'd love to have go Elliot. From there. Yeah, I've been itching to talk to him. So, anywho, uh, I appreciate you, Spenno. Um, Thank you for tuning in, kslsports.com, one-stop shop for all your sporting needs in the state of Utah. You can check Spenno out. What's your Twitter handle, Spenno? At Spenno underscore 77. There you go. Awfully difficult to find. Mine's at Tom Can't Hack It. Until next (laughs) week, we say so long. Goodbye.